fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. He goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. Let's say hello to the best in his industry. Longtime friend of the program, Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. Mike, thanks for taking the time. Let's start with some macro thoughts. What general suggestions do you have for someone whose fantasy championship is coming up this week? Because now you got to factor in all the stars who are resting. This is where you get really religious uh, and hope guys sit in for more than a series or two before they do the Queen's Wave and run away for the, for the season. But the larger thing is also to start creating your PowerPoint presentation to explain why this should never happen again <laughs> in your league without it being a two-week title. Because if it's just on week 17, best teams not win because they're probably sitting down one, three, five, or maybe their entire roster along the way. But the, the biggest thing is you're going to have to be active all the way up until kickoff of those early games. And fortunately, everything's played on one day, so you don't have to wait to a Sunday night game. You don't have to wait to a Monday night game. But you're going to have to be more active probably watching the news reports than you are at any other point during the fantasy season. Mike, Nick Ferguson here. There's a huge game taking place between the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. Which Falcons player do you think will have a big week in the must-win game? I tell you what, this is where it's fun because you actually have two teams that that have something to play for. So you can reasonably just say, you know what, I'm setting it and forgetting it like I have all season long. So you know, I've, I've been steady with Freeman and Muhammad Sanu are the two guys I look at from the Atlanta side of things. Julio Jones is in your lineup, but he's one of those boomer busts, and we've seen it for the last couple of years. The overall stats look tremendous, but then there are two or three weeks that make up the bulk of the touchdown receptions and some ridiculous yardage total. You're just hoping that this is one of those, although against that Carolina defense, you can't bank on it. On the other side, you're looking at Cam Newton, a top three play. He was ranked fifth uh, for the week in the first matchup against the Falcons, giving you 40 or more rushing yards or a touchdown in like 12 of his last 13 games, so giving you some great effort on the ground. So we'll look for him to put up some points as well as Devin Funches and having the old reliable Greg Olson back in one piece is a perfect thing for them right here in Week 17 and great for your fantasy team. It's the Fantasy Fix, Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. So, Mike, you laid it out well. Most leagues use a degree of common sense, shut it down last week, but... For folks who really want to be innovative, now we're talking psychology, and you're looking for an edge. So how about this? Somebody might say, okay, Seattle has a ton to play for. Effectively, they not only have to win, they need help of the Falcons losing. So Seattle's going to show up and show out, as the kids say. If that's the case in Seattle, which Seahawks players, beyond Russell Wilson, do you think could shine on Sunday? You give me a bunch of red zone looks from Jimmy Graham. He's a top five play going up against these Cardinals. You're looking at Doug Baldwin as a top ten play, perhaps if you're in one of those leagues and you've been unfortunate to, you know, you rode with a number of players who are now in operation shutdown here in week 17 for injuries or just, well, they're done. Perhaps this is where you have to get a little bit cute at your third wide receiver position. Maybe this is where a Paul Richardson finds 
his way into your lineup. Uh, again, it's it's a boomer bust kind of theory as, as you get to that point, but this is where things might might require some strange bedfellows along the way to get you over the top. You know, playing in the NFL is a long and, and arduous season, and, and your starting guys get banged up, forcing other guys into action. With that said, which of the replacement running backs do you feel will have a, a real big performance this week? Nick, did you did you look forward to Week 17? Maybe a, maybe a little bit of a, a, a slowdown, a guys that you knew you could you could really dominate and, and get some good game tape on. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys who already melded in, they were not in the playoffs, so they're just trying to get out to the offseason healthy, I'm sure. As, as best you can, right? And just get through. I, I think um, when, when we look at opportunities here, we're, we're going to look at um, Matt Breda uh, for the 49ers going up against the Rams that are the, sitting down a number of players. They haven't committed to the full defensive list of players that won't be out, out there. Corey Clement, uh, you know, you're looking at an opportunity against Dallas. Jay probably not going to play a full game for you along the way. Uh, Kansas City's ruled out Tyreek Hill. They haven't said so uh, as far as Kareem Hunt goes, but I would have to imagine you're going to see a lot of Sharkandrick West in this one. And then uh, Brandon Oliver going up against the Oakland Raiders. Uh, as much as Melvin Gordon says he wants to play, high ankle sprain means he's probably going to be limited, uh, and you've already seen Eckler bang, banged up a bunch. So Brandon Oliver, a fantasy hero in years past, perhaps he's enough out of the the flex position to give you a little bit of run. And then we go back to that Rams 49ers game, Malcolm Brown uh, getting a little bit of the roll of the dice. Again, t- tough to see some of the names come through. You're wringing your hands, but if you agreed to play in a Week 17 <laughs> league, you get what you get. Fantasy Fix, Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. So, Mike, we know fantasy can be a year-round proposition because just due to the fact that the regular season is winding down, it does not mean fantasy is over. You could play playoff fantasy. So let's talk about the strategy there. Would you target guys you think are going to have a long run in the postseason or go after somebody who could have a breakout game on wild card weekend, but that's it because they get eliminated? Yeah, I think I'm looking for the, the long haul where I'm going to be a stat aggregator. So even though I lose Le'Veon Bell for this week, uh, I'm banking on the Steelers and their balance to give me a run to get back to a championship game uh, against the, the Patriots, which means you know I'm looking at Gronkowski. I'm looking at Deion Lewis with the way he's been used by the Patriots the last few weeks. But definitely looking for the, the long haul. For the NFC, this is where you, you've got to really put your, your thinking cap on and, and decide how much you want in on Kamara and Ingram and, and looking at balance. And I, I think a lot of folks placing a big bet on Cam Newton uh, for the, the Panthers to go on a big run here, uh, potentially finding their way all the way up to the number two seed when it's all said and done. So uh, I think I'm looking for the long haul as opposed to that big one-hit wonder that flames out. Mike, for those individuals playing fantasy who love to uh, put certain wagers on games because they just have that gambling spirit, uh, what is your general method for deciding who to keep in dynasty leagues based on their value and what they cost you? Yeah, as we, we break down dynasty, I, I think you're, you're looking at your lockstep quarterbacks that you, you have the, the rock steady year in, year out 
results, although, you know, this year a bit of an outlier because we don't have one of those 50-touchdown performers or a bunch of guys running into the 40s. But certainly I think for this coming year we'll have a, a premium put back on the bell cow running backs more so than we have in years past where you're going to have to add extra dollars to a Mark Ingram or looking at Kamara, as mentioned before, Devontae Freeman, even with a little bit of injury history, Ezekiel Elliott, less of a workload uh, this year based on the suspension, so the the opportunity to come back in, in full force. I think where, the, where you're looking at it is your your 140 target or more receivers and your running backs. And then the quarterbacks will play out based on, on like. But with the number of injuries to those top performers, you might be able to get them on the cheap for 2018. Mike, great information as always. Happy New Year, my friend. I was having flashbacks. Happy New Year, guys. Th- this felt a lot things, like... And uh, we'll, we'll celebrate uh, the end of a fantastic run and start getting the rankings set for 2018. Well, before we do that, I was taking you back. This felt a lot like oh, 2007 okay. when I was teeing you up on Fantasy NASCAR. I was just sitting here asking you obscure questions, and you rambled prodigiously on a Big Word Friday. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, NASCAR... Those were some of our favorites. Whenever I could work a Boris set in on a road course or, or Robbie Gordon and we oh. start going into all those kind of data points, I mean, that's as good as it gets. Hey, you know the playoffs are coming up for football when you see the Daytona 500 promos on Fox. And don't oh, yeah. talk to me about what's coming up at the Great American Race. Happy New Year, Michael. We'll chat with you soon. Peace and love, guys. Thanks, Nick. See you later. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.